Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to GVN's Talking Comics interview. On today's show, we welcome talented cartoonist, illustrator, and writer Rob Harrell. Rob is the creator of the book Monster on the Hill, which is the inspiration for the new animated film, Rumble. Rumble will begin streaming this week on Paramount+. Now, here's your host, Martin Sexton. another edition of GVN's Talking Comics interview. I am your host, Martin, and today we have the pleasure of talking to Rob Harrell. Rob is a cartoonist, illustrator, and writer whose first book, Monster on the Hill, inspired the upcoming new animated film, Rumble, which comes to Paramount Plus actually this week. So we're going to discuss his beginnings, his comic strips, Big Top, and currently Adam at Home, as well as Monster on the Hill, and of course, Rumble. So let's welcome cartoonist, illustrator, and author Rob Harrell to GVN's Talking Comics interview. Thanks for sharing some of your time with us today, Rob. Yeah, well, hey, thank you. It's it's uh, it's great to be here. I appreciate you having me. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Okay, so uh, as I said, we're going to talk a little bit about your background. Like I said, as I told you just a minute ago, you are actually are the very first uh, comic strip artist that I have talked to. Like I said, that's really exciting for me. Uh, so uh, tell us a little bit about what got you interested in art and how did you end up going into the uh, field of doing comic strips? You know, uh, I, I really got into comic strips when I was a kid. I was I was super into the comics pages, and uh, and then in about fourth grade, I got pretty into drawing. I wasn't, you know, super athletic. Uh, my friend Steve Ferris and I would sit in our basement in our basements and draw and uh, and sort of copied the comics. And then we got some books on how to how to start drawing. And then we ended up putting out our own magazine in fourth grade. We charged a quarter. Uh, for a subscription and we only got one issue out so we had to give the quarters back but um, <laughs> but we started doing that and then in fourth grade I announced to my parents I said that you know very officially I said I I, I want to be a cartoonist when I grow up I want to do a comic strip so um, that was sort of my goal from from pretty early on and then I just kept working towards it it took a while but I got there Okay, so you know your first comic strip was Big Top, uh, it was your first syndicated one. Now I've, you know, read about from different comics. It's hard to get into syndication. It's not something that happens right away. Uh, so what was that journey like for you? Uh, you know, I, I tried. Uh, well, I did comic strips for a high school newspaper, and then college, I went to DePaul University, and I did a couple of comic strips there. And uh, and then when I got graduated, I sent off two strips, uh, one called University Blues, and one called Fester's Travels. And uh, nobody, nobody wanted them. Uh, and I'm glad they didn't because they weren't very good. Um, so I, you know, went on to art school and uh, started working as a freelance illustrator for years. Uh, but the whole time I knew in the back of my head that I was really kind of waiting for the right idea. And, uh, and I think my art came a long way in those years. And then uh, one day I was on a plane doing some doodling in a sketchbook and this little girl was sitting there and her mom were sitting next to me and I could tell the girl was watching me draw. So I drew like a clown and a monkey and a bear. And, and uh, by the time I got off the plane, I was like, I should do a circus trip. Why have I not tried that? And uh, 
So that's how Big Top was born. Um, and then I sent it off and, you know, you wait and wait and wait. And, uh, and then I ended up getting picked up by Universal Press Syndicate, who was my uh, sort of my dream uh, syndicate. And uh, yeah, it, it all took off from there. Okay, so now, uh, you know, Big Top went up until 2007. Uh, what made you decide to go ahead and uh, take on other opportunities? Well, uh, in 2005, my wife and I uh, had just moved to Austin, Texas. We got married and we just moved down there. And, uh, and unfortunately, I, I got cancer. And, and so I had a, uh, I had a you know, year-long bout with, uh, with cancer uh, and lost the sight in my right eye and all this. And it didn't look good. Uh, and then sort of miraculously pulled through. That's what I have a book out called Wink that's sort of about that. But um, Honestly, what happened was, you know, Big Top did okay. It, it just never, uh, you know, it was, it had more of a cult following, I guess you would say. And, um, and then medical bills started piling up and uh, yeah, I, I hit a point where I realized I had to, to do something else. Uh, and it was really hard. That, that decision was incredibly hard to, to end that. Um, and I think in my head, I thought, well, maybe, you know, I'll end this and come up with another idea. And uh, it turned out it didn't go that smoothly. Um, you know, I kept trying to come up with ideas and they all sort of felt like big top in disguise. And, uh, uh, cause I just enjoyed doing that strip so much. So, uh, you know, it, it, it ended up leading me to, to taking over the strip Adam at home, but it also opened up avenues and I start, I did my first graphic novel and, um, things like that. So, but that, that was one of the harder decisions I ever had to make was making that call that day. Okay, so as you said, you took over uh, for Brian Bassett's uh, Adam at Home. Uh, did he approach you, or exactly how did that come about? It actually came about through the syndicate. So uh, Brian was one to dedicate his time to, he has another strip called Red and Rover, and uh, Brian was one to work on that, you know, exclusively. And uh, it was during that time period when I'd been sending some ideas in, and I, I mean, Universal Press, I will say this about my syndicate there, they, they, they treat you like family and they sort of, you know, welcomed me in like family and I got along with all these people really well. And um, so I, you know, they asked me if I'd be interested. Um, and, you know, I wasn't sure about the idea of taking over somebody else's strip, but I, uh, like I said, I was in, I was in sort of a situation with all the medical bills and all that stuff. So I, I took it based on that. And then it slowly, you know, over time has become this thing that I'm incredibly proud of. And I, and I feel, um, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for, for Brian for bringing, uh, creating the strip and, and uh, doing it for so many years. And then I'm also really happy with the work I've done on it. I, I will say at first, it was a little bit of a rough go um, as far as the comments sections are concerned. Um, but uh, I, I do feel like it's kind of uh, turned into something that I, I feel a lot of um, ownership for or pride for. So, well, I actually only just started uh, looking at, and some of the strips I, I really identify with, like one where he falls asleep at the keyboard. And uh, of course, when yeah. I, I do that at work sometimes bad enough, but uh, when I do it, you'll see, when I look at the screen, I'll you know, come to in a second and look, and there's Z's all the way across the screen where my finger was on the keyboard, just so happens. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I kind of uh, identified with that. Yeah, it's about a guy who works at home and, and writes and, and uh, you know, so I've certainly got some, um, I draw from my own life there on, on some of those things. Okay, so like I said, your your first book was Monster on the Hill, and 
I, I love the book. I, I mean, oh, to be honest with you, I, I only read it after they brought me with the opportunity to talk to you. Uh, and I love it for a lot of reasons. I love it because it deals with uh, sort of a, a self-esteem issues, uh, which when I was a kid, I had them. Yeah. Uh, also, the fact that uh, I love Timothy uh, with, with his Cockney like accent. Uh, I swear, every time I read it, I read it kind of in that way in my head. Uh, sure. it, it was great. Uh, so, what was the inspiration for Monster on the Hill? You know, uh, Monster on the Hill came about in this uh, time period after I ended Big Top. Um, I'll be honest; I think I was in a bit of a um, like a depression, and and uh, I was having a lot of anxiety issues and depression, and and. Uh, I started working, I started, you know, I was doing odd jobs. I was filming Texas uh, government commission meetings. I, and I would go and be the guy in the back working the cameras. And uh, and some of those boring meetings were really boring. So I would doodle all over the ag agendas. And one day I drew this character Rayburn and was like, well, I like him. And, and then I started piecing it together. And at some point I, I came up with this idea of sort of writing a book to pull myself out of a hole. Um, I wanted to challenge myself. I wanted to uh, tell a story that in some ways I could sort of break down how the book is a little bit of a thinly veiled, like um, self-help book about depression a little bit, uh, you know, get outside of your normal visit with friends, um, you know, learn to learn to trust yourself again, that sort of thing. And uh, so that's sort of where the book came from, but it was also in this really fun package. And, and uh, I was so excited that Top Shelf uh, wanted to do the book and and uh, and let me have as much you know freedom as I did when I did it. I say well, it, it, it was it was great and uh, the monster of the Merc kind of reminded me like a, like the school bully. I mean, in fact, matter of fact, he took Tentacular and basically shoved him in a locker, shoved him into uh, Rayburn's home. Uh, so uh, it, it was kind of it was kind of interesting all the way around. I liked it. But how did Monster on the Hill end up into Rumble? It's, it's been a it's been a long process. Uh, you know, this started when the book first came out. Uh, uh, I was approached by uh, Real Effects. Uh, they're the animation company that did um, Book of Life. You've seen that, and um, they did uh, Freebirds. Uh, they do amazing work, and so they they approached me, and then eventually uh, Paramount came on. But you know, over the course of ten years, uh, there were rewrites and rewrites, and new directors and new screenwriters that came on, and um, I'll be honest, at first it was kind of a frustrating thing watching uh, my book sort of fade to the background and this new story evolve. Uh, and I and I sort of resisted. And uh, but, you know, somebody told me right at the beginning, if you give it, you know, if you sign over the rights to your book, technically they can do kind of whatever they want. And, and uh, I just don't think I expected it to change as much as it did. But I will say that having said that, I've seen the movie and I think it's I think it's a really cool movie. The character designs they came up with are incredible, um, but it's not my book. So I, I mean, it's it's very different than my book. So I don't want anybody who loves my book to go into the theater expecting to see my book spring to life. Uh, it's very different. It's evolved. Um, and I knew some of that would happen. I knew that they'd have to make the story bigger, more action. All that kind of stuff. Uh, I was I was expecting that, but now it has this wrestling aspect. Right. But it's actually it, it's really fun, and I think I think kids are going to love this movie. I, I think, um, and and I I really enjoyed watching it. So uh, it was a little bit like sending your kid off to college. You know, you hope they come right. back with some resemblance of what you sent off to to school, and uh, and you know I think the heart is still there in in the right. movie. I think there's there's sort of some of the same themes run throughout it. 
Well, no, actually, I'm glad you, you said that because I actually had a conversation yesterday with a gentleman who had the same thing where his book is being uh, adapted into a movie. Uh, and yeah, I said, you know, it's kind of your child. It's kind of hard to cut cut the strings, especially when they're making wholesale changes to what you originally thought they, you might be getting. Yeah, yeah. And it, uh, like, like I said, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the way they did, but it was a process. I had to learn to sort of... Um, uh, let go a little bit. And, and now, now that I, once I finally did, my life got a lot easier. And I actually, uh, when I sat down and watched the movie, I really enjoyed it. So I'm going to be watching it with my parents tomorrow night on Paramount plus. And, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing what they think. So, uh, you know, you, so you did the expanded edition of Monsters on the Hill and you went ahead and added an epilogue that kind of ties into the film. Was that something that they asked you to do or you did on your own or, uh, uh, that, that was my own thing. Yeah. You know, uh, Top Shelf had approached me and IDW and Top Shelf, they, they had approached and said, you know, what would you think about doing a few more pages to add on? And, and, uh, and I thought there were some ends that didn't get tied up in the book that I thought that'd be kind of fun to do. Uh, and then I also was able to get in um, just a couple of like good, good natured pokes at the, at the movie. Um, <laughs> which I, I have a good friend who's, who's uh, worked on the movie. And uh, so, you know, he and I have this relationship where I uh, give him a hard time about it. I know it was kind of funny because they asked, he asked Rayburn at the end if he was be interested in the wrestling thing. He said, no, nah, if it involves getting in shape, no, it sounded like me. Uh, but uh, yeah. uh, I noticed that he didn't say anything about whether he was going to get, Tentacular was going to get involved, and apparently he is. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I thought that was uh, kind of fun. Okay, yeah. so anyway, that's basically uh, what I've got for you. Uh, but before I let you go, I said I want to give you an opportunity to promote any other projects you might have coming up about. And where can our fans follow you on social media and on the web? Uh, if you go to robherald.com, you, you'll find, uh, you know, links to all my social media and also my website and some of my old paintings and things like that. Um, but as far as uh, books, I have a new series that just started up. Uh, it's called Bat Pig. And uh, it's Bat Pig When Pigs Fly. And it is a fully illustrated graphic novel. Uh, I'm actually working on the third one now, though the first one just came out um, this past month. And uh, it's, it's um, spun off from my novel, which came out before that, which was called Wink. And the kid in it is going through cancer treatments, much like what I went through. And uh, he draws these comics of Bat Pig. And then it was just so much fun doing the Bat Pig for the, uh, for the book that my publisher and I and, and some of the readers, you know, were like, hey, can we do more with this? And, and uh, it just sort of happened organically. And they are so much fun. And after writing a really heavy story, they've been so much fun to just let my imagination go crazy and, and uh, get as pack as many jokes as I can into one single book. So. All right. So that, that looks like, sounds like fun. Well, look into that. All right. Yeah. So uh, we appreciate it, Rob. And uh, we will be following, of course, uh, Rumble closely and your new books. And I uh, hope we get to talk to you down the line. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I really, All right. really appreciate it. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to GVN's Talking Comics. Please come back again. Talking Comics is a production of Geek Vibes Nation. Say goodbye to your 
credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.